Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Isaiah, and we've got a couple special guests with us today. Very special guests. Yeah, so we've got Jake Sanders. How's it going, guys? With Crown Heads, <laughs> uh, which Rob and I hate that brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only have like 10 Crown Heads hats because <laughs> honestly, honestly, they're, honestly, they're the best in the game. They sure. are. True yeah, family yeah, yeah, hat yeah. 20. I don't even have that, that one. one. That's yeah. a nice one. I found I found one down in Florida. The TAA stuff. Yeah, one yeah. of the TAA yeah. stores. I got them down there. Oh yeah. Rob, I, this is probably my favorite hat to wear though. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the best yeah. one. Yeah. Introduce our other guest, Rob. So this is Jason from <laughs> Angels Envy. And Jason, I can't remember your last name. Faust. Faust. Jason Faust. That's yeah. I couldn't remember his last name either. Yeah. Of course, nobody told me. He's a big I, dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. why I'm, I'm just trying the first to get name Rob guy anyway. stumble over <laughs> it. Yeah. So. So, so Jason is the Indiana rep. Is that right? Or the, so, or the Midwest rep? Mid, yeah, I'm the regional advocacy manager. Uh, oh, so I manage ooh. our ambassador team for the Midwest. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I cover about 13 states. Um, you know, about 17 manager. people on the team. That sounds kind of yeah. woke. Nice. Which, you know, it's, <laughs> which, what is the title for the ambassadors? Oh, great question. Uh, Whiskey Guardians. Whiskey Guardians. Wow. Could you imagine having that title? It's the best title um, ever. You know, no, when, honestly, it's a high honor. That's it, I mean, be a guardian of indeed. Yeah. So Whiskey Guardian Indy That's is kind of our local okay. and every wow. market's got their own. Uh, but yeah, it is, it's the largest ambassador network for any brand in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've That's got, awesome. I mean, it's, it's peak. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of flex there, but, you know, 50. Um, we pushed 60 at one point um, around, uh, you know, pre-COVID. But, um, but yeah, it's a definitely special, special title. And, you know, Angels. Start to make the connection, guardians, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, and yeah, it's fun. When uh, marketing hits right, you know, they do a great job. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, your guys' branding is wild. It, it I mean, really the way is it's fantastic. Out in the last however many years is pretty yeah. extensive. And uh, that's a fantastic point. I'm glad you a you noticed because you know we're we're young. You know, we're 12 years old, and bourbon is rustic. Right? There's so much history and tradition, and and um, so much. Um, you know, the purist on, on kind of how it's made. But, uh, you know, we came into the game a little late, but we came in with somebody like Lincoln Henderson, right? Inaugural inductee into the Bourbon Hall of Fame, master distiller Brown Foreman for 40 years. Um, you know, we, so we, we had the street cred coming into it, but, um, but we are taking this more of a modern bourbon approach. Yeah. You know, less of the, the rustic woods and coppers and things, more into that modern look. And you'll see a lot in our branding and our, our beautiful color and gold um, color schemes and yeah well um, we'll get into more present. of that here in a minute too <laughs> i know don't, don't give me started, a lot of don't give me started. No, we, we want to talk about all that stuff but one thing we're, we're going to be smoking the blood medicine on the show today yeah yep. um this is an event only cigar and we're having an event with with crowned heads and angels envy today this is our um, first joint event isn't it um or at least no, the first one that people care about. Hey, I mean, <laughs> cigar and bourbon. This is love the first that. One. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Honored. Honored. And then we're going to be pairing this today with some Angels Envy offerings. So yeah, you want to tell absolutely. us a little bit about the Angels Envy offerings? Yeah. You know, we kind of pulled out, um, put out all the the uh, the back of the liquor cabinet, meaning the secret stuff we could here. Jason's nice. secret stash. Yeah. I know about that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Good Jake and I have had many of those sessions. <laughs> Um, but uh, we've got our core products, uh, our flagship bourbon finished in port wine barrels, our rye whiskey finished in Caribbean rum barrels. 
we have a single barrel, which we just brought back um, oh, about three years ago-ish, um, after about a five-year hiatus. Yeah. It's a pretty special program. Um, we could talk about it a little bit, too. Um, but uh, we've got a local pick from um, Total Wine there. Nice. Um, and I've also brought out a little bit of our recently purchased, I'm sorry, recently released cask strength. Oh, yes. Our annual oh, release yeah. this year. Um, we've got a taster there. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and then a sample of one of our private barrels. Wow, which, man. Uh, again, some of the secret stash. That yeah. one's coming in at 122.6. But these, these are the samples that um, you know, go out, which I know uh, you've done some single barrels. But... Yeah, you know, to, to taste and kind of select what barrel you want. So, if you get a uh, little bit more of a straight from the barrel, um, with the, that in the cask, very nice. Look awesome. into our yeah. what comes in the bottle. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, Jake, on this yeah. cigar, do you do you disclose what it's the blend is? So we this? used yeah. to. Okay. Um, and what I mean by used to, we we there used to be a cigar called Snake Oil. Okay. Um, and that was kind of an event only kind of thing um, that we had before I was with Crowned Heads. Um, John Huber and the guy, you know, Mike Condor and the higher, high, hierarchy, sorry, of Crowned Heads kind of wanted to play off of the term snake oil and yeah. everything. So they wanted to kind of play off of this, uh, how it's a necessity to have these like promotional items and kind of make a joke about that. But sure. so they did blood medicine and brought that back a few years ago. And uh, unfortunately they did not uh, disclose what that blend is. However, um, from what I know with John and everything and talking with him, um, it's pretty much the same blend, if not just slightly tweaked. Uh, I believe it's an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Um, this comes out of Aradio Pachardo's factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, called Takanixa. Um, it used to be called Pachardo, but since uh, the stuff with Luciano and stuff and that split last Wait, year. Wait, what stuff? Would you like to talk to us all it's about? It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it, it's a lot of stuff. There was a split. Yeah, it was the tea. Yeah. Um, you know, they're with so ATL we, now we, and doing their <laughs> thing, and, and we, we wish them the best and everything, yeah, but yeah. there was a split. ATL. So. A yeah. thriving brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there, I mean, we could go down that rabbit hole, but um, as far as blood medicine goes, they come in a four pack now. They're event only, so most of them are box purchases. Uh, they have a little uh, great story here that John came up with. If you if you have the time, read it because it's actually hilarious. It is. But uh, it was based off of a mural that is in downtown Nashville. Um, it is in a building that I believe is now a hotel but it used to be a pharmacy back in the prohibition yeah. days. So they made this mural called blood medicine. Um, and it's actually on the wall down there. Um, and that's what we wanted to do to pay tribute to being from Nashville and, and our headquarters being in Nashville. Very cool. So, but it's medium body. Um, it's fantastic cigar. These packs come with four, uh, Robusto size cigars, five inches by 50 ring gauge. Um, it's actually, in my opinion, one of the best cigars that we've come out with. Yeah. But with it being a promotional item, obviously, you know, you got to buy boxes and do that. I think whole thing. Uh, yep. it definitely, if this were a shelf staple, like that would um, probably knock the Mil Diaz off of its very high pole for me. I, yeah. I would say the same thing about the Lost Angel because Rob got me a Lost Angel from a TAA shop. Yeah. yeah. For and this year? Um, it was last Actually, year. Last year's, last year's. yeah. Okay. And uh, I was shocked that I had never had that cigar. Yeah. Also, one of your best blends. Yeah, yeah. and that that one's shifted a lot too. Like it used to be called Angels Anvil. Yeah. Um, someone gave me one from 2018, 
and that thing blew me away. Yeah. Um, Mil Dios, however, um, which stands for a thousand days for those that don't know, and it has the red M on it. Um, that's our bestseller, and that holds a special place in my heart. So I kind of agree with your statement, but I still love Mil Dios. Um, but blood medicine is fantastic. Uh, as Marinados well. EL twenty twenty two. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Yeah. So this one here, the the pheno, the uh, the bellicoso phenos, yeah. What's the blend on that one? It's the same blend. Same so, blend as Mil Diaz. Yeah. So Mil Diaz, uh, the blend is a four country blend. Um, it has an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper leaf. Uh, this is also made at Tacanixa Aradio Pachardo's uh, factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Gotcha. Um, it's got an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. It's got Nicaraguan binder, and then it has Peruvian, Costa Rican, and Nicaraguan fillers. Gotcha. Um, and I think that's what makes that blend so special. Cool. Um, just because it's got this, like, saltiness with cream and nutty and, like, all. It's it's just a very easy smoking cigar. You can smoke it if you're a novice, and you can ex- you can smoke it if you're an experienced smoker, and, and you can enjoy it in any any setting. So. Absolutely. But that's the same way I feel about blood medicine, too. So. Exactly. Cool. I agree. Yeah. Well, well, let's get into a pour. So yeah, take, tell us what we're starting with. So I, I just want to start at the beginning, right? I think with, I think, and Jake, you have some input here, but yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, come with the, the proper. I got tools. everything, man. <laughs> Real man. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to hear your input. But I think with this cigar, I think starting with the flagship bourbon, finishing pour wine barrels would be a good, um, a good uh, partner here, but. See, okay, it's not just I just me. take the blade no, no. all the way around when I do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but this, uh, you know, I do want to mention, we don't, you know, we're, we, we're started with humble beginnings, the Henderson family. So Lincoln, as I mentioned, him and his son, Wes, started our brand. Uh, this would be Lincoln's only other project outside of Brown Foreman. Okay. You know, he passed, unfortunately, in 2013. But uh, he was able to see the groundbreaking of the distillery. And, um, but he has this famous black book. They just had all these ideas, and but this finishing piece, the secondary maturation, if you will, was always a big um, interest of his. And you know, the overseas, they've been doing it for a long, long time. I scotch, and uh, you know, they've been secondary aging uh, for 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 years, decades. But in bourbon, you know, it's bourbon; you don't really mess with it. But yeah, Lincoln wanted to, and especially and Kentucky bourbon. It, yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Right there's that. Uh, you know, the peers will say, "How dare you?" But you know, there's now that. You see, I mean, shelves full of different finishes, and it's exciting because you Everybody can just see does. what that subtle differences those secondary barrels can bring. Um, but Lincoln had this idea and, and uh, uh, to, to you know try some of these finishes. Port. A lot of people ask why port. Um, honestly, the the fun fact is that that's what we could really get a hold of at the time. Um, and twelve years ago, there wasn't really much of it out there at all. I mean, we weren't the first to do it. But we were the first to scale the category in terms of committing to a full portfolio of finished whiskeys. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we don't talk about that enough because um, we really did lead this charge. And so we're really trying to get that back into focus. Um, and, you know, we've had two core products for a dozen years now. Um, give it a year and that will change. Um, that's about all I can say now. But good, um, good. And you guys were like the pioneers. Like I like to say you guys were like the pioneers I, for I like that. bringing the finishing to bourbon we've talked about you that know, too i felt like you guys were the first ones that i ever that i remember at least mainstream it, yeah i think I, somebody somebody did it first 
but you guys made it cool. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> see, and you packaged right it a lot down, better than anyone else. Yeah. Probably. Agree. Yeah. You know, again, they nailed it with that packaging. Yeah. Um, you know, for as young as we are to be in the, the conversations that we are with these big brands, because uh, we are number one in the, the premium bourbon category. They, they, they gauge that category about the $50 bottle level. But, um, but you know, when we're the names of, of with the, in that group of Basil Haynes and Woodford to the world, it's pretty special yeah. at 12 years old. But they nailed it with that bottle. And um, the bottle was created organically um, you know, with, with Angel's Envy was a conversation. The name Angel's Envy came from a conversation with uh, Lincoln and his son Wes trying some of these first barrels. And Lincoln is, you know, he was quirky, but very particular, but he kind of had a comment of, man, this stuff's good. The okay. angels are going to be envious of this stuff because yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't the stuff that was lost to uh, the angel share, yeah. if you know, is the evaporation that yeah. happens during aging. So light bulb moment, let's call it angels envy. They designed wings because that's one of the first things you think about with angels and yeah. designed the bottle around the wings. And, um, and they wanted it less of a, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, Blast from the past. <laughs> and uh, so beautiful package. Now it's one of the most recognizable bottles on any shelf. And they nailed it. Uh, yeah, and they really wanted more of a, of a a bigger reach with the bottle, too. You know, maybe pull out some of the masculinity out of, um, you know, bourbon. Because, um, you know, uh, women and, and, and whiskey drinking is on the rise. So, um, <laughs> you know, that was definitely a piece of it. But uh, overall, yeah, I think going back to that. We really did bring it on a bigger scale. And, you know, that first batch of a thousand bottles is a, a blip on the radar in this industry. Yeah. Yeah. So scaling is relative. Right? But at the, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, yes. um, we're proud to actually do it. And like you said, the coolest ones to do it and the, you know, the best <laughs> ones to do it. But. I mean, seriously, that was pro- I would I would have to guess like the first widely available on the bar vac finished whiskey yeah. product that yeah. I I think that that was Respect. really popularized. Like, I feel like it's also one of those bottles that anybody into bourbon can enjoy. You can have someone that's brand new to Good bourbon call. that can still drink it because it's lower proof. It's yeah. not going to knock you out. But someone that's a whiskey connoisseur can still appreciate and enjoy it for what it is, too. Well, it and hits everyone's palate. That's the same thing with their rye, which I know I'm kind of jumping the gun. And we don't need to pour that because I haven't hardly finished my first one. Uh, we'll get to I know, but it. But it, it's... It's a, uh, it's so easy to get into that rye that most people would say, I don't like rye. You pour them the Angel's Envy rye, and they're like, oh, this wait, is wait a, a dirty rye. Like, yeah. Those which, rum barrels, man, bring out this, like, the sweetness. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, and yeah. I have knocked it in the past because I love heavy medicinal ryes. Sure. But it's a dessert whiskey. Like, for me, it's super sweet, super refined, and just like this, anybody can get into it, even if kind of proof puts you off and you've been drinking basil hayden forever like this is not far off yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean you guys nailed it i mean you're, you need to get out in the streets for us i mean <laughs> your versatility is i thought about repping hey man <laughs> versatility is a big uh a piece of that like you mentioned the bourbon um yeah is it if if, if you're for proof it's going to be a, a soft easy drinking bourbon but a great way to get into bourbon um, like you mentioned but uh with that rye mash bill it does still have that weight and you know that backbone to, to hold up in a cocktail. Yeah. You know, if you want a Manhattan fashion, something like that. Yeah. And your point on the rye, you're right to drink to be able to sip a hundred proof rye. Yeah. And this is a 95 percent rye um, that that uh, rum barrel really transforms it. Now you're right. You're going to put this in front of somebody to really uh, showcase the rye category. 
not at all, right? You're going to mislead them, but at the same time, it's so unique and it's fun to have something like that. And the port finish on the bourbon is very subtle, right? Still it bourbon, is. it's very core. Now, the rum, that rum influence on the rye whiskey. Pretty heavy. Pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah. So it's a fun take on that finishing process overall. Now, yeah. how, now how old's the whiskey before it's finished? Good question. So the bourbon is a, a average about five years, okay. uh, minimum four. You know, we push up to six typically. And that's the same with the rye? No. So rye's older. It's about okay. six and a half years. Ooh, yeah. wow. And then the finishing is also different. So bourbon, um, four to six years, but then spends up to six months in the, rye, in the, in the port barrels. And I'll tell you a fun story about the, the, when we launched. Um, but the, the rye, it's a six and a half year old rye that spends up to 18 months in a, that rum barrel. That's crazy. So you're pushing you know, over eight years in barrel with the rye. And, um, you know, that adds to that price a little bit. Yep. But because, you know, old rye, typically you don't really see a lot of old, you know, those age statement rye. But nope. yeah. you've seen more of them. But, uh, but the, uh, the fun fact about if you look on our cork, there's a, on that outside of that cork, it says 1010 expression. Uh, people might think we're, you know, rating it, but we're that fond of it, sure. But Yeah, the, it's the, a 10 out of 10. Yeah, we said right? so ourselves. Yeah. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll just let you know up front. But what that is, is the date, original launch date. October 2010 is when we had set to launch the brand officially. Well, Lincoln, in his stubbornness to like every, any chef or you know, somebody creating something special, it, they thought that, that that port finishing wouldn't take as long. So uh, when they were ready to start dumping these barrels and putting them in bottles, he's tasting some of these, these batches and like, this isn't ready. You know, at least this isn't what I want it to be, right. which is special. And um, so much to the, the, you know, let's just say they weren't real happy with, you know, everybody around him to say, we're, we're holding this. It didn't actually launch until about April of 2011. Wow. Because it needed that push more towards I'm that. I'm sure six the month. investors were happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they on that group that probably yeah, were yeah. very happy. But, yeah. but again, uh, I think that just, it's a nod to Lincoln and, and uh, any distiller that sets out to put something um, out and be proud of it and know exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. And, um, the hell of a job, but uh, but that's still a fun story. So they left that just as a homage, you know, to that commitment yeah. to um, to perfection. And yeah, so uh, you guys <laughs> genuinely are a young brand to this to this scene, and especially to the Kentucky whiskey scene. But you're now even at the point where you're a kind of an integral stop on the Kentucky bourbon trail. Like every single. I don't know anyone that just like won't casually hit Angel's Envy in Old Forest or while they're in Lou. Well, the distillery is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. And it's right there. Yeah. I mean, you see it from the Downtown. highway, like right when you go down 65. Like, Yeah, the original Whiskey Row, which is Main Street, Louisville, Kentucky, is where it was, it was home to dozens of distilleries pre-prohibition. Yeah. Well, that all went away, of course, um, not diving into the history of it all, but after Prohibition, um, we were the first ones to come back to Whiskey Row. Okay. Back in, you know, our distillery opened in 2016, um, broke ground in 2013, I believe. Um, and uh, we were the first ones to come back downtown since you've had a, a big um, rush. You know, we like to say we started that trend like we do everything else. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, you got a lot of great, great opportunities now downtown, like you said, where you don't have to go out east as far um, we got Rabbit Hole right around the corner. Um, you know, Forrester and Mictor's just open. Barstown just open. Yeah. Um, Evan Williams, Williams experience. experience. Yeah. Um, you got a lot right there now, where you can do a downtown 
version of a tour and then you know separate because if you've been on a tour you know um it's easy to think yeah i'm gonna go down and hit five or six of them in a day not a chance it doesn't work that way yeah you hit one the second one you're realizing okay this was you know not well planned maybe i need to eat yeah we go yeah (laughs) yeah maybe less taste yes the other thing is uh the Angel's Envy Distillery is absolutely beautiful. And it's some place that even your non-whiskey drinking friends, you can con them into going just as long yeah. as you get them in the front door. For sure. Because it's such a nice facility. Yeah. I can't. And again, Copper, th- thanks man. for selling this for like, me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, and I'm glad you brought up Vendome. You know, the premier yeah. copper stillmaker in the world is down the street from us. Yeah. And, and they don't do public tours, unfortunately. They... They're really great with their partners, and they've allowed us to come through and bring some groups through, similar to Kelvin Cooperage that we use a lot of. But yeah. um, but it is. It's a, it's a special thing downtown. And, of course, we, we partner with them in, in what we do. And you're right. The distillery is beautiful. They, the, the fun fact that the, the location used to be a manufacturing facility, did a couple things over the years before and after um, – wars that Lincoln's father actually worked in. And they didn't really figure this out until after the fact. Hmm. Uh, So it's fun to have between Lincoln, his son, Wes. And Wes has six sons, that poor mom. But um, (laughs) but she's a saint, um, Julie. But they, uh, uh, you know, you look at at least, what, three, three, four generations, um, four generations of Henderson's in that building. But they did a good job of of keeping some of those original walls and, and saving some of the, if you walk through there, you can see some of the structure and the conveyors that they left in there, just as a little bit of homage of the of the beginnings of that building. But then it's new and it feels, you know, it's not, it's just, it is what it is. There's not a lot of bells and whistles, yeah. you know, very just, look, this is our home, yeah. you know, we'll welcome you in. But they do, I, I, I'm confident saying our experience is unmatched because of the people that we have at Brand Home, the experience that they create and the welcome that they give you, and then the special things within the walls that you'll just have to go and yeah. figure out for yourself. I have heard more times <laughs> yeah. than not of people bringing their wives there and their wives spending more in chocolate. <laughs> yes. They, yeah. they, they well, that bourbon. chocolate, that little orange. Shimmer. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That thing is awesome. <laughs> you know, I, those things, those have become famous, cult following. Um, Art Eatables, shout out. Louisville, Kentucky partnered with us to create those to bear with their bourbon and then they have a special white chocolate to bear with our rye. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes we can pry it from their Kung Fu grip, you know, <laughs> to get out in the field sometimes, but, um, but it is a special part of that experience um, with, especially when that pairing piece and that's things like this. I love so much because getting different takes and like Jake and your take on the cigar pairing, which I've always loved cigars, but sitting down and really picking apart a cigar and picking apart a bourbon are two very different things. But it's a special thing when you can really create those nuances that work, you know, because right now I think this blood medicine and the bourbon to me are really nice because you yeah, take a puff, are. take a sip. And f- for me and my palate, it's just kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a neutralizing effect to me where they just work. It doesn't make it, you know, the, the smoke doesn't make the sting of the bourbon, um, you know, worse or you know, yeah. more intense and yeah. vice versa. But for me, it adds uh, quite a bit of. The, the bourbon is really sweetening up the smoke mm. of the cigar, yes. and the cigar's contributing a certain nuttiness. It's really nice, yeah. and it's yep. and it's kind of honestly, it's a great 
Christmas pairing. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like yeah, this like, caramel, like pecan yeah. like thing going yeah. on, yeah. at least yeah. for me. Yeah, just that little bit of baking spices, too. Especially taking the puff and then going into the whiskey. Yeah. It really pulls a lot more of that nuttiness out. For yeah. Sure. Well, and I'm so glad that, like, we were able to, like, do this event tonight. And that was one thing that uh, Jason and I have kind of talked about this for a really long time. Quite because, some time, yeah. um, Obviously, like my history being at Burn, like Jason did a lot of stuff downtown with us and a lot of events, um, but we never kind of did something to, I don't know, to a, a crowd that like was maybe a little bit more closer together. You know, yeah. like when we would do stuff at Burn, like everybody, it was big and, you know, everybody grabbed their cigars and grabbed their drinks and like did whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, today we're going to do a little bit more of, um, diving into the pairing and us getting to show our personalities and our passions with no doubt. what we do. So that's why I was, I was really happy that you had the time to do this because I've been wanting to do it one. I'm a fanboy too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've talked so, so many times, like I said, and we've shared a lot of late night pours in different ways <laughs> yeah. and, well, and, and with, settings, but with you being local, I know you're not local yeah. anymore, but you know, everyone that listens to this that didn't get out here on the event, you know what? Maybe we need to set you guys up and have another event next year and do yep. it again yep. and get people hyped up for it again. Yep. So yeah. I'm game. Yep, and I, I'm glad you brought it up because we do. And and Sean, he'll be he'll, he'll be back. But our whisk, local whiskey guardian um, for Indiana, you know, we do have local representation, which is fun, and that's what's special about our whiskey guardian program. Is that because of our reach, yeah. we can bring because like Jake, to, you know, you you called it these these intimate opportunities. Whereas a brand, it's where we want to be. You know, we want to grow and be able to tell the story because we have this nice, genuine story. We, you know, it's not a manufactured, uh, you know, marketing story that um, sounds great, but deep down, it's you know just another new brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do have these special beginnings, and to be able to talk about it in this setting is special for us. And any chance we get, we'll take it. Especially yeah. if you're something like you that gets it, especially in a different industry. Well, yeah. And now that I think of it, um, just because I didn't know when Angels Envy like first dropped, we we Crowned Heads was started in 2011 as well. Yeah. Oh, so wow. now we're you know we're 12 years as well. Um, we're still on that boutique style branding. Um, but we're in this shift where we have uh, full reps across the country. Yeah. So now this next year, I think a lot of people are going to start seeing a different side of crowned heads that maybe they didn't think was there before. You know, so, yeah. you know, normally people think of like grungy, kind of edgy a little bit. And I think we're going to start moving into the events and the elegance and the, you know, the true side of like what... Well, you know, cigars or yeah even getting into this uh like the blood medicine packs that you guys did like that was a whole complete new uh crown heads yeah. thing and honestly it's fantastic it is yeah. um anybody that smoked a blood medicine has said yeah i think i'm gonna have to buy another box to get more <laughs> exactly yeah you know yeah uh and it's fantastic but you guys particularly you and uh Oz Family Cigars yep. have had a great year. Yeah, I think a so. A great yeah. year for cigars. Yeah, you guys we, released the Lavaretta. Lavaretta, yeah. A couple different versions of the Mildias Marinitos. Yeah, we did Marinitos, which had a different wrapper leaf on it. It had a uh, 
Sumatra Maduro wrapper leaf yeah. on it. And then we wanted to finish out the year um, kind of piggybacking off of all the success that the, the brand has had yeah. um, with Crown Heads. And so we just wanted to do a special size, which it's a Bellicoso Fino. Um, you know, for those that don't know, it's like a torpedo shape. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's crazy with that cigar, in my opinion, that with each size, it just tastes a little different. Yeah. Like, so with the Torpedo, the, the pepper is okay. in there, which you and, don't and is notice. Is that the Sumatra wrapper uh, on the... That's a Habano. Okay. So that's, that's the original like the blend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, and yeah. it does. It tastes totally different. I had Lisa and I smoked one last night. Yeah. And I was... I, I thought it was a different blend. That's I know. what I was asking. I know. I thought it was a totally different blend. But it's not. It's you, great. You guys so. have really knocked it out of the park this year. Um... Hey, you can keep talking if you want to. We need to get in the next bottle. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> what yeah. are we drinking yeah, next? An empty bottle. I'll get hey, I, I say, so you know, we can go to the rye or we jump Let's into some of the rye, higher proof we'll jump stuff. jump up to the higher cool. proof after yeah. that. I like, yeah. I like that. Um, the rye, I'll mention why I'm open this is, um, yeah, Jake, I'll just let you handle it again. <laughs> <I'll get> it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate you. I'll let you talk about it. Yeah. Um, this is a, another fun story. So I mentioned Wes Henderson, Lincoln Sun. This was actually his idea. Um, he had this... Uh, idea to do rye whiskey and then and, and put in a rum barrel to some degree and lincoln nice pop. That is nice. a good <laughs> well played pop right there oh yeah yeah lincoln wasn't a fan of the idea um and Thanks. west was really passionate about it and they you know worked it out as father and son you know little little tip and uh, here we are and something pretty special that's cool and it came out uh, right after the bourbon did um, about a year and and uh it's it's since been um, only the second of our our year round um, labels. You just released a cast strength too. So right? yep, that's the third, if you will, <laughs> um, that comes out once a year this time of year. Uh, push the date back this year because of um, our first ever three seven fives in the market, okay. which is oh, fun. Okay. With the cast strength rise, sorry to interrupt. Will that be considered a part of the seller's expressions? Um, so we have um, so. Y- no. I, well, yes. So we've got, because of all these new things coming out, um, we've got our seller collection that we've done. And you, you all may know, but, you know, between an Oloroso Sherry, yeah. a Madeira, Tawny, yeah. um, Tawny That's Port. where the ice wine was? Yes. Yeah. The ice, yeah. yeah, the apple cider, or the cider. It's ice cider ice barrels. Cider. That was um, the first ever rye variant we did where... So remove the rum barrels. Honestly, re- the most creative cider. finishing I had seen in forever. The, so the drop. first that is a true first to be done. Um, si- cider that. barrels have been done, but ice cider. If you're not familiar, if you drink ice wine or those really sweet after dinner wines, like late harvest wines, that yeah. they kind of get those grapes late in the season are frozen and locks in on those sugars, and you just get like a like port. Where you get that yeah. little after dinner pour of an ounce or two, and really rich and sweet, but de- de- delightful and. So you think of that and you put a, a high rye whiskey in there. Oh, it's this magical combination. And they killed that one um, with that. And like you said, with just not having been done before. And that was a visit from our, um, some people on our team that had, these were out of Eden Ciders out of Vermont, um, which, you know, do some digging. They're pretty well-regarded cider, e-cidery, cider company, um, <laughs> cider producer. Uh, so they got some of their barrels. And this was just one of those we should try this. We contacted them, got some of their barrels, put some rye in it, and lo and behold, that rye ice cider came out. Um, unfortunately, that we do so little of that 
mainly because we can only get so many of those finishing barrels. Um, but because of that time and process, and it's very labor intensive. Like I said, you're emptying these barrels and refilling them with these finishing barrels. So uh, those usually limited about seven or eight states every year. Uh, I think we'll continue to try to expand on that. Um, cast strength. Uh, so the so the rye ice cider that was um, last year. Uh, so this year, for the first time ever, we released a cask strength rye. Okay. Now again, I it's tough because Indiana, unfortunately, um, didn't get distribution. It, it goes to those eight top tier states, which typically you know you probably name them all between your you know um, Kentucky, New York, Kentucky, yeah, Tennessee, Texas, Florida, California, and, yeah. um, but Illinois. Uh, so they're there, but it was the first ever cast strength release. And I, I think I want to take this opportunity, too, to talk about Owen uh, Martin, who is our new master distiller. He joined um, just over a year ago. Very nice. Um, still getting out there, really just getting out there. So Owen comes to us from Stranahan's. Uh, if oh, you know Stranahan's, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. talk about another pioneer in, in really yeah. just the American wow. malt category. And they've also done a lot of their own yeah, finishing. Their yeah. finishing stuff has been. So you, you can talk really a, about a better fit for our brand not only uh, not having known and and gotten to know him at this point um a fit for our culture and our brand and somebody to have out there in the field because he's us right he wants to sit down and do this yeah, yeah. and yeah. he will nerd out and um and i, I use the term nerds with all respect because i'm i'm one <laughs> of them, them. Yes. Yeah. he's uh this rye cast strength was his first um official release as our master distiller wow okay. so it, it's tough because it's i hate that we can't sit here and try it but um those things more of his his um stuff out of his uh brain will will come out but uh but yeah so all that inspired by this and our rye whiskey finished in caribbean rum barrels and these rum barrels are actually uh, part of bacardi okay. so if, if you're not familiar we were acquired by bacardi in 2015 um, they've really left us to operate the same. I mean, I, I've been with the brand seven years. In seven years, they've let us continue to grow the brand as we've as we've done, you know. And they've been a huge supporter of that. And um, it's been a great, great uh, opportunity to be a part of that portfolio because everything else in their portfolio fits, you know, just with yeah. that premium space. But um, but that being said, naturally we've we've converted. Um, if you know the rye, we used to use plantation. Um, they're XO barrels, but now yeah. we've uh, moved to the rye. I'm sorry, the uh, the the Bacardi Ocho, which okay. is their eight year yeah. age. A little bit of their Limitada, which is a very limited release, but um, still offers that same nice richness that rum does. And as you can see, and and if you've been drinking the rye the last couple of years, you may have not noticed the transition, which sure. is pretty special to be able to make that leap and yeah. and have look. If if you drink a lot of it, you're going to notice differences. And I think even year to year, because of that finishing aspect, if you're one of those super tasters, I am not one. You may notice a little bit of sweetness difference because, as we all know, that rye gives off that sweetness sure, um, yeah. from that rum barrel. And I'm telling you right now. The pairing together is like Ooh. if rum cake and creme brulee had a baby. <laughs> I was Quit thinking it. like butterscotch pancakes. <laughs> I can see it. Same same world. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. You're not kidding. I I just found it that immediate taste. I have a new favorite pairing with the cigar. <laughs> so don't it's listen to me on the pairings. Together. Very good. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to mess up a pairing with the rye because of the sweetness. Yeah. So yeah, I like, think that is one of those that okay. would go with any cigar, full-bodied, mild, whatever. I think you'd have to watch some of the fuller-bodied because they they might just walk all over it. Yeah, it uh, could, but because it doesn't have pepper, it doesn't have as much spice on it. 
I think the but pepper think in the, the cigar port, would be good. The pork well, finish yeah. would be fantastic. And that's what, like, with the pairing today, we're doing with the uh, uh, Lake Creme, correct? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's going to be really good with the rye for the consumers that come in today and do that pairing. And then cool. we're doing the Mil Dias with the pork. So, nice. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really cool because the Lake Carême's got a uh, Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, and it's very oily. It's very rich, but it has like that. It has those dark fruit notes along with some pepper and stuff, okay. and leather and earthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's going to go really well with that sweetness and kind of counteract that a little bit. So, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is so intriguing to me because. I think with any pairing and tasting, you know, we do a lot of uh, bourbon tasting, pairing dinners, those types of things. Um, of what you see a lot with bourbon dinners, and and you know, we we really try to push out of this mold is that you know you you have a meal with the taste, you know, and that's yeah. fine. But uh, you know, we we want liquid to lips, as we call it in the industry. We want people to try it because we know we're confident that once you try it, you'll understand, right? right. Yeah. And um, so it's important, but. We like the ex- exploration like we did with, with finishing, right? Is explore it with the food and like in this case with cigars. To, and it's easy to think that, oh, man, I've got this big, bold bourbon. I need a cigar to mash. Yeah. But that's, it, it might be easy. I always refer to a chef lay out sugar to me one time where it's easy to think that, okay, you've got this big, sweet dessert. You want maybe something a little bit more savory in a cocktail to pair with it. Well, no, that's not the case because... Um, you actually want something a little slightly sweeter to sip with dessert. And that's why you get these ports and nice wines yeah. to sip with dessert because it's actually better match in terms of the way it reacts to palate and the food because you want that, the, the bricks levels, that sugar level in foods that you want to be slightly close yeah. um, instead of saying, okay, I want something to counteract. Yeah. And, it's, it's intriguing to me, and I love hearing these takes on, on these kinds of things because it's not what you might expect, especially when you just think bold with bold or light with right. light, mild with mild, or whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, you never know, with, especially with cigars, when that wrap can be a lot different than that, that yeah. fill. And, yep. Absolutely, sure. yeah, yeah. So, Jake, you just had a territory change. I added to my territory. Yo, you added yeah, to it. Yeah. So I you're even Indiana. more spread out now. Yeah. So yeah, what are, what are all your territories right now? So technically, I have all of Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, Western PA. Uh, technically, I have West Virginia. Um, okay. I have upstate New York and New England. <laughs> so Dang. just a simple hop. So back uh, and forth. It's how like often the, are you home? Uh, I. I do well. I feel like in balancing that, um, yeah. it depends on my event schedule. Uh, in my opinion, I think I've done more events than any other rep, like in our territory this year thus yeah. far. Um, so it's it's been kind of crazy, and I try to balance out like my visits and getting around with my events. But obviously, sometimes that doesn't always work. Yeah. Um, if if I'm lucky, I'll be on the road for a week, and then I'll be home for a week. That way, it gives me some time to do like have office days at home. Um, keep the missus happy. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and keep the dog happy. Yeah, there and, we go. But um, I would say, especially with my New England being part of my territory, um, a lot of that, unfortunately, is Zoom calls and and phone calls and texts and stuff like that and emails. Yeah. So. Um, even though I love all my New England shops and lounges because there's some great, great lounges out there um, and great people, um, I, I unfortunately am only able to cover 
most of just the the Midwest section, like with Ohio and Michigan and Western yeah. PA and Indiana. So, but I've been meaning for a long time, and I know you guys are happy about it, <laughs> but I've been meaning for a long time to get Indiana back um, just because obviously I grew a relationship with you guys um, when you first opened and you guys are always so good to me and I appreciate the camaraderie and always coming and hanging out and enjoying cigars and bourbon. And, and Jake, I, I, I got to give you a shout out because like we mentioned, we've worked a lot, lot in the past, but from a brand perspective and I know why you got more territory. And like you said, so people like Jake, when we come and do an event and as a brand, we don't want, everyone says they're going to do it. Everyone sets out to do it to say, you know, we're going to do this thing differently. And, you know, it it, it doesn't always translate. But when you have people like you that get it, that share the same passion, that want to present something and break the mold and and really create an experience, um, it's people like you that, that make it so much more fun because when we do come in, it's not just another work day. Oh, I got to do right. this extra thing. Yeah. It's, oh, yes, let's do this. How yeah. can we stretch this? How can we cre- get creative and present it and, you know, bring the education? And so, you know, people like you, it makes our jobs easier, a lot more fun, especially the, the ambassador team because, um, you know, keeps the fuel um, and the, the fire lit in them because yeah. they can have fun with it instead of, uh, you know, that's when it, the separation between when it come, becomes work, but when it's still, when you can still see and, and present the passion. Yep. And that's something that we're trying to do here is do different events, not, you know, and there's nothing wrong with cigar shops to do the basic buy four, get one, you know, same event. Every, there's nothing wrong with that because you, sure. you get some great cigars and stuff. But I like doing stuff like this where we can introduce people to two different things and show how they play together. And it's always fun to do events that are a little bit off the wall yeah. and let people experience a whole different animal that way. Well, and I think, like, to your point, Jason, I, I think, like, a lot of people, especially in this being a brand ambassador or, like, a rep or, you know, it, it sometimes I think people look at it as, like, a like a sleazy salesman. Like, they're just pushing their brand and stuff yeah. like that. But Which there are the true. fair share of those There's in the fair share of industry. Yeah. But... <laughs> But I like, respect the hustle. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> they have a job. But with us, like it, it should be fun for us too, you know. And yeah. it's you're creating experience for both of us. You're creating experience for everybody, the consumer, everybody in the lounge or the shop. Um, and it's just really important to be around good people and to have good people around you. And, yes. and that's lasting impression, yeah. right? It's it's because you're right. There's bourbons and cigars. You walk up to the wall right next to us or, or on both sides of us between whiskey and bourbon and cigars and it, you don't know much about it it's it's like okay well, then what's the next step it's like okay yeah. wow well you know what i went to this this event and you know i had a really great experience i'm gonna try that out you know yeah. or that's i know more about this now so i can have confidence in it and you know maybe i can talk to my friends more intelligently about it and i think it just it starts that cycle and and you're right jake i think at the end of the day that that meaningful connection, and we throw that term around a lot in what we do, is is finding those meaningful connections. If it's one-on-one, if it's in your educational opportunities yep. and the things like this, yep. that, that you all give us the chance to do that. So, you know, it's a, a shared respect across yeah. the board. So, uh, Jake, you've been on the show before. Yeah. And we've also had uh, Dave when he was still our rep on yep. the show. Yeah. Yep. But for those who have not listened to either of those shows, can you give us a quick rundown of, like, 
Who is Crown Heads and why should I care about it? Well, I got he's it. talking about that crack open the total wine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. The, 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 we'll no, it's going. going. So, so Crown Heads was started in Nashville, Tennessee in 2011. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that basically the hierarchy and everybody besides me and maybe one other person that work for Crown Heads all came from CAO cigars back in the day. So uh, if you don't know, CAO uh, stood for Jano. Um, his initials were CAO. Um, so, and if you're familiar now with Osgener Family Cigars, it's kind of a hard name to pronounce. So if you just want to say Oz Family Cigars, that's fine too. Um, but Tim Osgener, uh, he's part of Crowned Heads. He's part of our, our hierarchy. Um, and then... So he started last year Oz Family Cigars or Osgener Family Cigars. Um, and it's basically our sister brand. It's under the same roof. Um, he's awesome. He's great. And he's bringing back kind of that culture that Jano instilled in all of the hierarchy of crowned heads back in the CAO days. So when the CAO was um, acquired by General Cigars or like now Scandinavian Tobacco Group owns it all. But... Um, that was back in 07. Um, Mike Condor, kind of our head guy, uh, CEO, if you will. Um, and then John Huber, Adam Shepard, our CFO. Um, everybody had worked at CAO Cigars. And uh, when that was acquired, they left um, and then started Crown Heads in 2011 in Nashville, like I said. Um, I think... One important thing is to mention about Crown Heads, just to be fully transparent. We don't have our own factories. We don't have our own fields. Um, so that brings up the good point is like, well, why should we care about you? Because you're just blending cigars and, and basically selling them. So, but I think it's, it's, it's important to mention that everybody, all those morals and all that hard work that came from the CAO days has gone into the branding and the our famous hats that you guys wear, you know, and ever that's kind of our shtick in the, in the industry. And, um, the fact that John like puts his heart and his soul into every blend that we do. Um, if you're wondering, we use factories such as Ernesto Perez Carrillo and, uh, the Dominican Republic. We have a great relationship with him. Um, Ernesto's really coming to his own with, uh, his two number ones and his number two cigars yeah. of the year, um, along with the encore and the pledge and, uh, the Allegiance has been my new favorite out oh, of their lineup, oh, the and then he did the Pledge of Allegiance. So, um, but we also use Takanixa, which is a Radio Pachardo's uh, factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. We've uh, regained a relationship with Noxa, which is Nic uh, Nicaragua America Cigar SA. Um, they're mostly known for doing stuff with Steve Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Um, we also use, if you're familiar with my father's cigars, so if you're, if you're familiar with Pepin Garcia, um, he's one of the godfathers of the industry too. So we use him for a couple of our different blends like Jericho Hill, our Las Calaveras, which is a, a, a worldwide uh, hit every year, which is a kind of an annual release um, that we use that with uh, Pepin Garcia and we yeah. do that with him. So um, our relationships are so big in this industry and we rely on them to make the cigars that we do, but everything goes through, uh, John. Um, and he'll even say that, you know, if we if you, if you follow us on Instagram, it's the crowned heads 
on Instagram and Twitter and blah, blah, blah. But it just feels like John's personal account. It is his personal account. Yeah, yeah. And, and John is so transparent. He's so down to earth. Um, if you talk to him, you know, a lot of you have these master blenders and people that call themselves like that stuff. And, and John knows that he, he calls himself, uh, he's just, va- he's a validator. <laughs> he's just validating <laughs> yeah. these blends. Um, but it's all him. I mean, so it's in the branding and everything that comes from Crown Heads is very important. So I think we have some really, really great cigars. Um, unfortunately, I think there's a part in the industry right now where there's so many different brands like it's becoming how the bourbon industry is a little bit and the whiskey industry (laughs) no doubt and so we're we have to do a good job of setting ourselves apart and i think in my opinion the number one uh thing in that is doing events like this getting people like me that work for the company that care about this stuff and care about the people that are coming out spending their hard-earned money and and making a connection with them because that's like what you said jason that there's a lasting, uh, impressionable connection. Mm-hmm. That brand loyalty. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Opportunity to, to well, story and I will tell, say, and I've, I've yeah. told you this before, and I know you, you don't toot your own horn. You were a great pickup for Crown Heads. I mean, you you are passionate. You're young, but you also have a amazing palate for both. And I think that you know the things that you're doing for Crown Heads is probably going to take them to a whole new level. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited to have you. We love Dave. Dave's a great guy. Yep. we're super excited. We had Me more too. relationship with you, so yep. we're we're glad to have you here. So uh, on that factory stuff and how you, how your model is, I think the whiskey equivalent to that would be uh, would be barrel um, barrel bourbon, like yeah, they're yeah. sourcing yeah. stuff and uh, blending and all of that stuff. So. It's a very common thing in the whiskey world. For to sure. Kind of do that same model. Yeah. It's becoming even more common in the cigar world. But yep. again, uh, just it's not a knock to not own your own factory. Right. In fact, I think it gives you uh, an even wider flavor profile that you can build. So yeah. we've had a little whiskey in this now. So I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, I'm a little warm. Yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> so uh, I saw a new cigar was released by by Luciano this week called The Underrated. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> so is that just overcompensating for all the overrated shit he did before? You don't have to answer yeah, that question. <laughs> I, I don't know what to really add to That's that. Me. That's me. But, um, <laughs> you know, we're there's some, there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that uh, I can't like really a discuss. So, so don't worry about but, it. Don't um, worry about it. I'll you know, they're doing them. We're doing us. Um, and we're we're better for it. Yes, so, absolutely yeah. are. For so sure. we oh, get to yeah. focus on our brand. We get to focus on what we need to do. We get to focus on Osgener Family Cigars. Yes. Which is um, a way better brand. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. The so, Aramis or Aramis. 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 Yeah, that whatever. So I don't yeah. care. So good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's great. Good. Yeah. And, and I, Tim, Tim does a lot of crazy, funky names for stuff. Yeah. Uh, his dad, Jono, was, um, he was Armenian. His yeah. mother was from Turkey. So well, there's Bosphorus, there's Aramas. Uh, I'm sure yeah. most Anastasia, people don't have an issue with it. Names. I'm just a little redneck. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just happened. Yeah. Well, that, that Pice Anastasia red this, this year. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Fantastic. Yeah. 
It's and, cool. you know, in, in a year of everybody coming out with a Sumatra cigar, I know that was a special cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty very cool. special cigar. So, would you? I'm curious about that. Is that it, was that a kind of the trend? You know what's funny it, it's is I've coming. Talked, I've talked like to it. so many brands, and I said, so did everybody say, hey, let's all come out with Sumatra? Because everybody came out with Sumatra. Yeah. This year. This year. Everyone's like, no, we've just been growing and aging it, and it just kind of happened. Yeah. Yep. And it's just kind of wild that it all hit this year. And that was my like, number one prediction yeah. last year. I said Sumatra is going to be big next year. Everybody came out. Well, yeah. it, we saw a buildup of it last year. Yeah. And it was like th this year. They must just be sitting on so many stocks. Oh, yeah. It's like the Sumatra has replaced the Mexican San Andreas. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, well, and I Part think, of me is a little yeah. bit sad about that. But there have been some amazing <laughs> There'll be more. Sumatras. There'll and, be more. Uh, and that's my prediction for next year is we're going to see a lot more San Andreas come back again. Probably. I mean, Rocky's been kind of the kind of the king of the San Andreas like in the last few yep. years. Um, but I think the Sumatra thing kind of came out along with, you know, Pete Johnson, Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Um, Pete's or I'm sorry, Ernesto. He has tons of Sumatra. He really loves Sumatra. He loves yeah. the flavor profile that comes along with it. Um, and, and we've used a ton of it. Um, I know Espinosa's used a lot of it too mm -hmm. recently, especially with darker Sumatras, yeah. um, you know, fermenting the tobacco a little longer. And uh, it, it's pretty cool to see. It's, it's different. It's different because, like, I'm a Habano guy. Like, Ecuadorian Habano is my jam. I think it's just right in the middle of the road. It's so versatile. You can play around with the fillers and the binders and, yeah. and just do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Sumatra is like in my opinion, pretty potent and you can get it, you know, you can get that flavor profile no matter what you do to the fillers and the binders, you're going to get that Sumatra yeah. flavor profile. Sure. So classroom question here, <coughs> Habano, right? It's, you think, okay, you got this lore of Cuban cigars and things and, and yeah. Habana, right? But it, um, is that in relation to any type of Cuban process um, leaf or? Actually, it's a good I, I question. Believe, believe more the, the traditional old style Cuban was a lot of Corojo. Yes. Okay. Um, Habana was something that they would use, but I think Corojo was kind of the seed that they pretty much everyone yeah. used down okay. there. Habano is really kind of thinking taken off more once it got into Central America. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. And honestly, I think it's just, I'm, I'm sure it just is a lot better. I think the soil in Central America is way yeah. better. Cuban soil has been raped so bad now that it's, it's almost unusable in a lot of the a lot of the fields now. Wow. That's why, you know, once you try a couple of Cuban, you realize, oh, all this Which stuff. Which Rob and I recently yeah. did a show where we smoked a couple of Cubans that I had grabbed uh, oh. from a legit store in the Caribbean that was totally legal, and they sucked. They were terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. yeah. And I, the thing is, to get a good one or one that, that would be considered good, you're going to pay 300 bucks yeah. for a freaking Bahique or something. It's like, that's just absolutely yeah. stupid. And good, good for them. I mean, look, they're good. They're, yeah. I mean, there, there are good ones out there. And again, going back to <laughs> a great job of creating that, you know, that perception of, I mean, the Cubans, well, the top, right? It's but, it's the whole thing is like, what we can't get is the best thing. It's right. like, it's like yeah. the bourbon market. Oh, you know, yeah. The, the highly allocated stuff is the <laughs> yeah. best stuff because Blanton's, oh my God, it's the best <laughs> thing ever. And it's like, once you get your bottle, you're like, oh, it's bourbon. Yeah. 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 Bourbon. yeah the same, using the same grains. and the, Exactly. You know, exactly. That everyone, it's like, look, there's a lot of nuance in bourbons and that's what I love about it. Me They're too. all good in their own right. Yeah. Is, is, is any bourbon worth $2,000 for a bottle? 
No. No. Not, so are you guys going to no. start putting uh, angel toppers out that just spell <laughs> angels envy? Now, don't ruin it. You know, I mean, of course it works. So Honestly, it would kill. I mean, yeah. It would kill. I'm you not going to lie. out the angel's mouth. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah we uh, gotta, those old elk toppers are freaking cool. They're cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 And By the way, like you said, collectability. I mean, you can't knock that. You're right. Uh, anything way, like that. Total wine. I'll tell you, you what. A great job. Um, I'm not going to lie. Great. I've, you know, I, I, many of these just it's because that's the fun part about single barrels, is that every single barrel is different, right? Because yeah. it's not going into the the, the blend. And I do want to mention how ours is different because typically in single barrels, if if say I know you've done single barrels, so yeah. You, you know, you go to a, a distillery. And they pull out barrels that are ready. They might vary in years. And they, you taste the barrels. Mm-hmm. And you say, that one. That's the one I want. Whatever proof it's at, sometimes. Sometimes it's a fixed proof. But right. I want that barrel. And you get that one barrel before it goes into a blend, right? Uh, I mean, all bourbon is blended to some degree. And, yeah. Unless it's a, you know, a true single barrel or something. But for us, so that blending happens with the bourbon, right? So the bourbon is made. It's blended. It's aged. I mean, it's it's made, it's aged, it's blended, <laughs> proper, and then it goes into that port wine barrel. So before that port wine barrel goes into the blend to go into the bottle, that's the barrel you pick. So it's as close to single barrel that we can get to stay true to our process. Yeah. So you get that port barrel and you pick the port barrel. Port barrels typically are about 60 gallons instead of the standard 53. So you get more and... Uh, so that's why ours is a lot different, and we've got a unique process where if you if you visit the distillery and pick the barrel, you get to proof it yourself between one and one ten. We talked earlier about how proof is king, and and people want to want that expression closer to out of the barrels they can get, which I respect. But at, you know, one hundred and ten proof, which is the max of a single barrel for us, isn't necessarily the best expression of that one barrel. Right. So what we see is, you know, people just going for that high proof. But that's why I love to see this one, for example, is, um, what am I grabbing that? Sorry. It's uh, 101.5. So it's pretty low. 101.1. 101.1. Okay. So they're going through the process to proof it between 100 and 110 to say, okay, this is the sweet spot for that barrel. And that's yeah. why our single barrels are dialed in even more in terms of that personalization to say, okay, I picked this barrel. But no, I actually proof this barrel yeah and so again it's something that we do at brand home if you which you know for us we're down the road two hours which is nice yeah. but so it's a pretty unique process so i always love to see when people have unique proofs um but this one in particular is pretty phenomenal well and uh, yeah that's a great idea and thing to do especially for on-premise like like we are here um because granted our old clifty pick that's a hundred. 47.9 proof, it, it doesn't move like an Angel's Envy at 100 proof <laughs> yeah. would. Uh, so it's... It, I'm almost out already. Are you really? <laughs> well, you I believe it. It's hit it. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> but it... Different drinkers. And, it is. you yeah. know, if we were to proof that one down, it would hit a lot wider of an audience. Well, yeah. we talk about that That's a, a cool lot. It's like, you know, people are like, oh, man, I know I should drink it neat. I'm like, no. 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 Yeah. You drink it the way you like it. And I, I always tell people like, yeah, you get a bottle, try it neat. Add a couple drops onto it. Add a cube to it. Whatever you want to do, yeah. and find where you enjoy it, and that's where you drink it. Yeah. And, and if it if it proofs down to eighty proof and you love it, yeah, drink it's it. Done. Yeah. Who cares? And for us, yeah, if it's our stuff, yeah, do whatever you want. Because yep. you're right, and it changes so much too. That's the fun part, especially when you get in the higher proof. 
when you get that high proofs at 140, which is, you know. It's a it, brandy. You, right? Oh, okay. It's a, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a little brandy. sweeter. Yeah, so, yeah. But you start to add that dilution. There's a scientific or a, you know, a chemical reaction when water and alcohol combine. Yeah. Right? It's not just, oh, it's watered down. That reacts, and what it does is it opens up flavors, yes. um, and you get things that you wouldn't taste neat. And that's why you know, I would say, okay, so if you want to start neat, start neat, but take that journey. Right. Add a couple <laughs> drops of water, add an ice cube, yeah. see what it does. Uh, and it's a fun journey. And that's what just takes tasting the, another just level. Just don't try that journey with Basil Hayden's. It's too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, and we, we do feel like I think Basil is, is actually very entry level bourbon. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that if you love it. No. Yeah. But it's definitely, I feel like they've proofed it down beyond the flavor of what it should be. I hate it. Well, I'm. I'm with you too. I, I've with never. You. I, I love. I love bourbon. I'm I've, a huge Beam fan too. I'm a huge Beam fan, yeah. but I've never understood the whole Basil Hayden thing. I, 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 I think like they're like, yeah, it's light, and everybody has their own palates, and that's great. Sure. If you like it, drink it. Yes. For me, it's almost too oaky for me, and I don't know how, huh. but it just it's it is bland. I. Think but then you take Snob Creek next to it, and it's like. How is this even? And I just tried so Nob 18, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. But, this but year's you nailed Nob it. 18 is fantastic. It is. And that's what it I just is. tried. It is fantastic. Okay, so and we you are going to be down me, to about right? 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have a couple more to try. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. let's at least get into those and keep talking. Yeah. Jason and I can talk for so hours. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, no, no. This is we good. say this every time. You know, so so I'll let you. If pick. everybody would have showed up on time, we'd have had plenty of time. Oh, that's true. I'll see when I'll see where the text says be there at three. <laughs> so why don't we just stay with single, that, single did I barrel? Not tell you that. Sorry. I don't think so. <laughs> so we're going to jump from one to one point one proof. Um, so to this is one twenty two point six. Amazing. You guys so, are doing these like little sample things with the flask. honestly. So, that's a super that cool flask. Yeah, tell well, the story on that. So as you pour again. You talk about as these <laughs> details. The brand is just so good, and I'm you know it's just so lucky that uh, you know. And listen. I'm with Angels Envy because I was a huge fan before, and I'm you know to be able to get in this position is is um, a privilege, and especially be around a team that we have to, this this kind of thought, right? How okay, starting with the presentation, okay, yep. sure we can send you the cast strength stuff in a in a glass vial and fine, yeah. but um, but you know we send these in these flasks and they take a barrel straight. And from these are like just forty dollar flasks they, too. Yeah, like, these are not whiskey flasks. Yes, uh, yeah. which is they're a great barware yeah. brand. And yeah. you know they're changing a little bit. I think you know we're, we're we continue to evolve. <laughs> yeah, I mean take it straight from the thing. Like, give me it. <laughs> but uh, so give this give is me. you know they we send the samples because look we. We're lucky because we're close. So typically we can you know, get, get, the color on get people oh, wow. oh, get wow, people down dark. down to brand home. What? So I'll let you. We call Angel's Envy Distillery brand home, Look right? Because it's our color home. on that. Oh, wow. Hey, that is, like that is port dark. Yeah. I've never seen Angel's Envy that If you're, no. if you're Honestly, watching, the, watching on YouTube, you can see the color in this. Yeah. It almost looks like, wow. you remember that black absinthe that we tried yeah. of, uh, with with, with Alan. I can yeah. knock it over how dark yeah. that is. That is pretty wild. And that's why I love these because so I'm lucky to, you know, this is special because. But this is 122. This is 122.6. But can we get it at 122.6, no. please? Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what's special. And it's that's so damn. good. These are the things like this where, look, this is, I'm lucky to even have this. Thanks oh, to dear Lord. I, I probably shouldn't, to be honest, but you know what? That's We're the best Angels Envy I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell them. Oh, my God. But let's. But I it, again, it's things like this where like-minded people just these are the special moments 
where again this is literally wow. it um this, this is, is creme brulee Rob. this is wow. it has so much smoky vanilla. yeah it's got a smoky whose dip. barrel is this going to who's this going so to? final third at 122.6 <laughs> proof oh my goodness that's so, amazing oh. that is fantastic and that this that port is just yeah there dude like, that that does and not not on the Isla Scotch level, but that does the same thing the Isla Scotch does. That little bit of smokiness just pulls all the flavor together. Well, and it rounds out that sweetness oh. in there. And it's so uh, like melted butter viscous on the palate. You got to yeah. go back and tell that, them that's the best. That brown butter, yeah. I, oh, I, that's, I, I, so that's the best good. Angel Envy I've ever had. And this is what's cool because I, it's so unique. And this is the, my, the fun part about, okay, the tr- the tra- you know the, the I guess the the journey it goes through right this is straight out of the barrel this specific barrel this is what you know they came out of the barrel this proof they'll taste it uh, and yes there's that piece where just give it to me like this well that's perfect we were talking about this earlier you know our cast strength is our cast strength right that comes out once a year that's where this you is get better it than your cast strength one nineteen one twenty <laughs> well and that cast strength is delicious oh have, I know I know it's we have this year's cast strength. so this year's cast strength is one eighteen point two um, and it's, it's phenomenal too. So is. this is where we want to keep, you know, keep the proof here. We've got our barrel, single barrel selection, which you can get kind of in between. That. That's a little lower from past yep. years, right? It is. We we've peaked at um, the lowest it's been is one seventeen. I think we've peaked at one twenty two. One twenty two. I think. Yeah. Like the, you would know. Um, well, the yeah. twenty twenty that was my favorite. Yeah. Right. That yeah. thing taste. I think that was sitting around like one twenty two. Yeah. And I, I, I believe that's the highest we've, you know, this is the. Maybe um, 122 is the perfect proof. Right? <laughs> but every barrel's different, right? I know this. And, this barrel's great, and to your point, I don't know. Um, you know, this was a barrel. I don't know if it was selected or not. Um, so it's so tell me the, so the process is they get these flasks. Yep. They try through them. They pick the one they want. Then they have to proof that between yes. 100 and 110. Correct. Okay. The next buyer right and here or there. So, but let me, let me. Are there options? So that is, the, that's the experience you get at the distillery. Gotcha. Because so what we're doing is trying to, 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 cause we know again, it's, it's just come to our house, right? Come to our house, take your coat off. Here's the remote, have a beer while you wait. That kind of, <laughs> you know, we want that experience at home at our brand home. Um, now, if you're in the field and, and say you can't make it to Kentucky, and, sure. and so that's where you just get the set 110. Gotcha. And and we changed that a little bit because, again, proof, people want proof, which I respect. Yeah. And so instead of, you know, giving barrels and people just saying, give me the 110 proof version of that, which may not be the best representation, nice. let's just give them barrels that will be great at 110. That way we we know that there's you know that that look they're all great. I they're can't getting, imagine a better representation. So good. <laughs> that is like, so good. This, so this let is me, pretty let me phenomenal. Back that up to what you just said because I want to make. If you sure told me this bottle was two hundred bucks, I'd say okay, yeah, done. Take my money. Yeah. yeah, done. So if you go down to the distillery, can you pick at one twenty two point six proof? No. You're, so anything you're getting, you have to prove it down to that 110 or under. So we've max, had max 110. Yeah. We've had some Who's distilleries to to? accidentally forget <laughs> to prove things down for us. Would you we, guys be willing to do that? Yeah. Can we get so, someone to mess up? <laughs> like I said, just I, for an on premise. We're just giving you. Crap, the, no, right? you should because these these look. Oh my god! Like this, I said, this is cult level. That's give amazing. It, give it less this than a year, level. and there'll be some things. All right? Okay, some things. Just stay I'm tuned. Just, I mean, this thing. I'm just saying right now. This right here. 
could yeah. easily, if it was released as, a, as one barrel. If this, this was Midwinter Night's Dram, people would buy it. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Like crazy. It's great. And look, uh, that's the, the fun part about being 12 years old. We're just scratching the surface, right? We've right. been able, excuse me, to be able to, you know, to get out there and, and, yeah. and really push it. That's and look, insane. with the, the, the street cred we have is because of the, this foundation that they created with Weekend and now Owen taking the helm. Owen Martin is just going to launch this thing. And that's, you know, this is the point in our brand, like you mentioned, as you grow and, and we're still young in the grand scheme of the category. But to know that, you know, we've for 12 years, we've really, you know, survived on these two brands year round with the cast strength once a year. Yeah. And, you know, these limited releases, again, that Tawny Port, which is a 10 year bourbon, by the way. It's still probably my favorite, but that was all amazing. these special releases that are all released at at, at the distillery. Mesmera. Um, yep. That we, was crazy. Yep. And we've got a special seller collection thing coming out in February um, that, again, will be limited. Uh, you know, it's tough to talk about, but well, because we're so close to Louisville, hey, if you get down there, you know, it's an, it's an option. So on the retailer side in Indiana, is that stuff I can get for the bar? No. Any of those things? Unfortunately, no. Um, Damn you! <laughs> I know, right? And uh, that's why I bring this kind of stuff. You know, it's like, hey, we it's go a four this bar way. in Ingles, Indiana. You can't <laughs> slip us a bottle or two. You know, look, we just do more events, exactly, and have Jason come up. Yeah. That way, I get to hang out. Well, with and him. I'll just keep bringing the stuff from you know from the uh, from the briefcase. There. You're gonna have to quit bringing it, otherwise, there's gonna be a mob. And <laughs> I do believe well, we, we have will... to have an after hours again. Well, and like I said, th these kinds of things are special for us. My and gosh. you know, when you look, we value it as a partnership. We're not just another activation, or as we call it, or you know, another. Yeah. And Sean Cassidy arrived. Hey, Sean, just wave. Um, <laughs> our local ambassador, and uh, you know, he was gracious enough to you know. Um, to uh, submit his uh, cash strength sample that you know we give to them every year, but oh yeah, um, but these kind of things are special so because we see it as a partnership, right? We see it as you know you're giving your time to us, and we yeah. want to do the same, and we want to make it meaningful, and we're we're going to come in and and not just say hey, you know we know this is a two way street. Um, we hope to be added value for your clientele. We hope to you know obviously reach your clientele, and it should be that way. And it's not um, anyone like hey. The, the, you know, we're helping you or, or vice versa. It's no, this is, we're doing this because we get each other, right? Yeah. And yeah. This is special. And well, especially I'm going to tell you right now, this one here, if it, of the last probably six months of all the bourbons I've tried, not, not our picks. I'm going to throw those off because I love our picks every time. This one may be the best thing I've tasted in the last six months. And I really and I came off of just a couple of Garrison ones I fell in love with when I was in Florida and Texas. Rob, I, this in this time delicious. frame, just remember you've had William Heaven Hill. No, 17. I will say Heaven Hill Seventeen. <laughs> William yeah, Heaven Hill that's Seventeen. Yeah, and that's, we also that's some good killed a bottle of William Larue. I'm, so. oh, okay. I'm saying though of, of ones I've never heard of. Okay. Hey, well, we're this just happy to be amazing. in that company. So this is, this is better than William yep. Larue. Sorry, and I, I, I just pissed a lot of people off. I don't exactly agree, but it's on it's on a very similar plane. It's a different animal. It's so good. So oh good. my god! It's it just that finishing right there, like you're talking about Sumatra, and and I think yeah, yeah. finishing is it right now. Every brand has got some kind of secondary 
Matt it finishing. Does. So are you guys gonna do Amberana? That's what I was just gonna <laughs> fucking say. And, and by are, and by are you gonna do Amberana? Don't is fucking that, do Amberana. That's, that's what's <laughs> coming in February. Cigar when blend. I know it. Cigar blend. It freaking is. Please I know that is release at Final Third Cigar no, Blend. No, no. Please don't. No, <laughs> that no. is that is not coming February. But I I really Amberana obviously is 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 out there. Um, Unfortunately. Fun fact, um, I do want to tell you, Amberana casks, one of the first people to get those was um, is um, um, I guess the Grain Brewery in Louisville. They had some connection, really? and um, I got the story from Owen, and I'll have to, not, I'm, I'm going to end there because I don't have substance behind it, but um, I've, I've, I've tasted a couple now, and, um, you know, it's interesting. Look, I think the secondary maturation influence is, is I think it can be overdone. I think we yes. probably tasted several like that that are overdone. I think there's ways that the nuances you can create to make it different. But look, Ambrana, I don't, you know, that's, yeah. is it coming out in February? No. Thank is God. It in? Look, we've got like t- over 20 barrels sitting <laughs> yeah. and I don't know. And this is back when we were just getting these finishing barrels and just let's see the Oloroso, for example. Um, that's a fun story. And I'm not making this up. Those Oloroso barrels were kind of, they kind of sat and they were forgotten about. That's why it's one of the oldest finishing yeah. barrels that we've had, you know, a couple years. So mm-hmm. um, they well, tasted them. They're like, this is fantastic. I hate to wrap this oh, up, no. but we got to go on. to go to. We'll I want to yeah. give a quick shout out to Derek at Deadwood Live for this wonderful table that we've yes. been sitting at. Enjoying all these fantastic it's a beautiful pours. Table. It's um, gorgeous. You can find me on Instagram at the Whiskey Pastor. Where can they find you? So, you know, Angel Send Me locally, I would, I would go to uh, Whiskey Garden Indy. Um, Sean, our ambassador, will, will manage that page. But that's that's a spot to go to to see what's happening locally. Gotcha. Um, to see what kind of events are going on. Yep. Yeah. And you're at? So, I'm at uh, Jake's with an S underscore Finer Life. Um, it's just me. It's my personal page. Yeah. And then uh, it's uh, Crowned Heads is the Crowned Heads. Um, on Instagram and Twitter and all that. You can always so. follow us at Final yep. Third Cigar. So, yeah. thanks a lot, guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, we can go for hours. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna have to do a second episode one time soon. So, guys, we'll see you next week. Cheers. 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 Cheers.